Good morning and welcome to Sunday Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Today is the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and the celebrant for this Mass is His Excellency Edmund Whalen, Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of New York. The worship program for this Mass is available online for download at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. And as we begin this Mass, we invite you to join in singing our processional hymn, number 721 in the blue St. Michael hymnal located in the pews, number 721, Praise to the Lord.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, peace be with you. On behalf of His Eminence Cardinal Dolan, who is at the Synod in Rome, for which we pray in a particular way, welcome to everyone here today, both those with us representing the reality of Catholicism. Here comes everybody. Those of you who join with us through the various electronic means, those of us who are with us in the internet, on Sirius Radio, and on the Catholic Channel. We're blessed this morning with the, pres with the presence of the President of the Republic of Poland, Mr. Andrzej Duda, the Minister of Culture and of National Heritage of Poland, Mr. Peter Glinski, the Ambassador of Poland to the United States, Mr. Marek Majowski, my brother bishops who are with us, Bishop Janusz Stepnowski, Bishop Witold Majorski of, the, of our neighboring diocese, the pastor of Holy Cross in Naspeth. All the Maspeth people, I'm sure, are going to be with us today for the celebration and the parade. Maspeth always shows up in force for these things. It's good to have you all with us. You remind us of the gift of faith we receive from our forebears. We're also fortunate to have with us today members of the ancient order of Hibernians who are with us today on this Respect Life Sunday. The great gift that all of us who are the children of immigrants received was, a respect for the, was the gift of a reverence for the gift of life. And on this month of life, where I welcome the members of the AOH, and of course, in a very special way, the Sisters of Life, founded by John Cardinal O'Connor right here in New York, the Sisters of Life from Sacred Heart Convent, where they take care of mothers in need and their children. So what better way to celebrate the gift of our faith than by joining all together? All of these interrelated under the protection of Our Lady, Our Lady of Czestochowa, whose image is here with us today watching over us. As we begin Mass, we recognize that we are sinners and we ask for pardon and peace. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever the Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
in excelsis Deo. Let us pray. O God, who manifest your almighty power above all by pardoning and showing mercy, bestow, we pray, your grace abundantly upon us, and make those hastening to attain your promises heirs to the treasures of heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, you say, the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is unfair, or rather, are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit in iniquity and dies, it is because of the inequity he committed that he must die. But if he turns from the wickedness he, he has committed and does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life. Since he has turned away from all the sins that he has committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be 
a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. Have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God, something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend and those in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. My voice says the Lord, I know them and they follow me. from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, what is your opinion? A man had two sons. 
he came to the first and said, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave him the same order. He said in reply, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you swore that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome again to everyone, as together we welcome God's presence in the gift of the Eucharist, particularly in this month as we welcome October. Hard to believe it's October already. The year is flying by, and maybe even harder to believe that this October, neither of our local baseball teams are in the postseason. So it looks like we're in for a long October, especially if you look at the Jets and the Giants. That's not looking too good either. But what's more important is that we're here. And we're here to welcome in the month, not only of October, but more importantly, the month of the Rosary. And what better way to welcome in the month of the Rosary than to begin with this celebration, the celebration of the gift of faith handed on in families. In the Polish family tradition, that's so much a part of this city and this, our great country, as we have members of the AOH, as next week we'll be having members of the Italian community, as together here in this great city of immigrants, we welcome all and we're grateful, grateful to the people of Poland for the way in which they have welcomed the refugees from Ukraine, not just into a program, but into their homes. That's what it means to be a Catholic, to welcome people into our hearts and homes. And you have shown us a great example in that. Now, a great way to look at that maybe a challenging way to look at that is to remember someone who was welcomed into this cathedral many times, but twice as our Holy Father, St. John Paul II, whose picture is here before us. St. John Paul II came soon after he became our Holy Father in 1979 in his visit throughout the United States, and then came again in 1995, visiting here in this cathedral challenging us in this, as he called it, the capital of the world. As you can tell, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a bit obnoxious about it. But this capital of the world that's ours, welcoming and, and challenging us to welcome the presence of Jesus in our hearts, to be not afraid. As he said in his first homily as our Holy Father, soon after beginning his Petrine ministry in 1979, and as, I, as he reminded us in all his many visits throughout the United States and throughout the world. In that 1995 visit, he came here to this cathedral to pray the rosary. And very importantly, he wanted to pray the rosary with families. 
because it's family life that is the bedrock of society. It is family life that is the domestic church, the foundation of who we are. And it's family life that's going to be the beacon of hope to bring the presence of Christ alive in a world which, let's face it, we need very much. Now, with that characteristic warmth and sense of welcome that our late Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, had, as he was circulating through the cathedral at the end of the rosary, the plan was that he was to go directly into the archbishop's residence next door through the connection between the cathedral and the house. But as those of us who remember John Paul II, it didn't always go according to plan. He was going down the main aisle, and some of us who were working back up over in the house were listening on the loudspeakers. And there seemed to be something chaotic going on, and we weren't quite sure what it was. And all of a sudden, all you could hear was Cardinal O'Connor's voice saying to the Secret Service, you better open those big doors onto Fifth Avenue or he's gonna go through them. And out Pope John Paul II went, and the people on the right side had been checked. They were safe, they were okay. As characteristic of his life, he turned the other way to the ones who were sort of forgotten about, who weren't important. The people who we reach out to as we follow Pope Francis's call to go to the peripheries in the church. Pope John Paul II made the left, started down the street, and chaos broke out because it wasn't according to plan. And then he turned and he came down 50th Street. And 50th Street was packed with all the members of the NYPD, firefighters, EMTs, all those people who tomorrow will gather in this cathedral. As we thank God for the gift of their selfless service, we welcome the police from Poland who continue that selfless service for the people of Poland. You're welcome to be with us tomorrow. And at that guardian mass, we place them under the care of the angels because they are our guardians. Pope John Paul waded into the crowd of police officers. And as those of us know, who live here in New York, every New York City cop has in his hat pictures of his family and a holy card of St. Michael, and usually a holy card of Our Lady, watching them. And as he came down, they were all showing them the, his, the family pictures, and he was blessing them. All of a sudden, we realized over in the Archbishop's house that the front door was firmly barred for security reasons, because he was supposed to come in through the back. You don't leave the Pope on the front steps ringing the bell. And as we were opening the door and trying to pull everything back, there more of the, the faithful housekeeper for years in the Archbishop's house, the two of us looked down and there were two red shoes. And we looked up and the Holy Father beamed with that great smile that he had and he said, I went for a walk and I talked to the cops. That's what we are challenged to do. Go for a walk. Today's gospel, the gospel of every family, the gospel where the two sons come up with two different answers, and can you imagine the father's consternation? Those of you who are parents know that consternation well. Each child is an individual, 
and you never know what they're going to respond. And you never know whether they'll follow that response. And like the Father in the Gospel, very often they surprise you. Today, we are challenged in this cathedral to follow the call to forgiveness in family that Pope John Paul II preached about when he visited with families to pray the rosary and pointed to the example of Pierre Toussaint, a family man of New York suffering from discrimination who reached out not in retribution but in forgiveness and helped the families around him, no matter who they were, no matter where they came from, with whatever they needed, and welcomed them into his own home. That's the challenge of today. One son says he'll do it, but doesn't. One son is initially difficult. Sound familiar, parents? yet turns around and does it. The reminder, as Pope John Paul II told us, it's not important to say that you're a Christian, it's more important to do what it takes to be a Christian. And that's the challenge of today, the challenge that we bring alive in this month of October as we pray the rosary and celebrate the gift of faith and family that comes through all the many ethnic traditions that make up this great city of New York. You know, the rosary is truly a family prayer. Many of us remember the days when as a family after supper, you knelt down and said the rosary together. We remember Father Peyton, the family that prays together stays together. The family rosary that in the meditation on those mysteries traces the family life of Jesus that's our family lives and reminds us that all too often family life is indeed a mystery. But if we, like Mary, are open to the Lord, it's in our families where Jesus is welcomed because that rosary is the ever-deepening and rep repetition not just rote but going into the heart of who we are as over and again we say the prayer of the Annunciation. Mary's willingness to say yes to becoming the mother of Jesus, despite the fact that she didn't understand. Mary's yes said in her hometown of Nazareth. Maybe not in what we normally see in the great paintings of the Annunciation. Mary in a Flemish library in a brocade dress reading a book. That's not in the gospel. All it says is it's that it happened at Nazareth. Mary didn't live near a Flemish library. Mary didn't have a brocade dress. Mary was not in a library with books because the only book in Nazareth would have been the scriptures in the synagogue. Our Eastern brothers and sisters say they like to think that Mary's annunciation happened in the midst of her work at the town well. And isn't it in the midst of the work of being a family that we recognize the presence of Jesus and are challenged to bring him alive in our individual families, the family of our community, the family of our church, and the family of our world? So, so this month of October, let's get back to the rosary. 
You know, my mother used to say the reason God gave you ten fingers was you could say the rosary wherever you were. This month, let's try to do some very important forgiveness in family through the power of the rosary. Because remember, every one of us has people in our family whom we need to forgive. And every one of us needs to be forgiven by people in our families. And the reason they need we need forgiveness, they need forgiveness, is because in some way, either by doing something or not showing up, they hurt us. Remember, the reason we're hurt is because we love. If we didn't love, it wouldn't hurt. The love will bring the forgiveness, heal the hurt, and welcome Jesus. So, this month of October, each day, make it a point to say at least one decade of the rosary, if not the whole five. Can be anywhere. While you're waiting for the train or the bus to get to work, while you're doing the dishes after supper, while you're doing whatever it might be that's part of the up and down and in and out of family life, take a few moments to, with Mary to go over and again the challenge of the Annunciation she received, the challenge of the Annunciation that we receive, the yes that she said, the yes we're called to repeat. At least one decade of the rosary, better yet, the whole rosary each day of October, and you'll keep doing it in November and beyond. Second, as you say that rosary, talk with Mary about someone in your family whom you need to forgive. Sadly, we all have too many from whom to choose. Tell Mary how they hurt you. Tell Mary how you know you got to get over it, but it's tough. Tell Mary how much you love them, which is why it hurts, and how much you want to forgive them because of that same love. Tell Mary about somebody in your family who needs to forgive you. Tell Mary how you didn't mean to hurt them, but it happened. Tell Mary how much it, you wish it didn't happen, and you want to make it right. And then third, ask for the courage the courage St. John Paul II talked about in that first homily to all of us as he began his ministry as our Holy Father. The courage to be not afraid. The courage to open the doors of our hearts to Christ. The courage to echo Mary's yes, so that, like her, we can bring Jesus to a world that needs him. We stand and profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. 
For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, and who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With Mary's faith, we bring the Father all our needs. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all clergy, religious, and laity, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. publiczne, niech sprawują swoją służbę z mądrością i oddaniem. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Za pokój między narodami i za tych, którzy cierpią z powodu wojny, w szczególności na Ukrainie. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we may respect life from conception to natural death, especially those who are most vulnerable or forgotten. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all our beloved death, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord God, we thank you for the gift of our faith passed on generation to generation. Help us to let that faith come alive for each generation and all your people. Hear our needs and answer them if they are in accord with your will, for we ask them through Christ our Lord.
please join in singing our offertory hymn, number 579 in the hymnal, 579 in Christ there is no East or West. Pray now, my sisters and brothers, that this sacrifice, yours and mine, may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant us, O merciful God, that this our offering may find acceptance with you, and that through it the wellspring of all blessing may be laid open before us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you so loved the world that in your mercy you sent us the Redeemer to live like us in all things but sin so that you might love in us what you loved in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that through sin we lost in disobedience. And so, with all the angels and saints, we join in the hymn of your praise.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took the bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray.
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, I leave you peace. My peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant us peace in unity in accordance with your will, you who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Padre, opere e Spirito Santo, morendo e dato vita al mondo, per il santo mistero del corpo e il sangue di ogni male, fa che sempre finito legge e non sia mai separato da te. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Please join in singing our communion hymn, number 570 in the hymnal. Number 570, Humbly We Adore Thee. Let us pray. May this heavenly mystery, O Lord, restore us in mind and body, that we may be co-heirs in glory with Christ, to whose suffering we are united whenever we proclaim his death, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Thank you all. Thank you for this witness to faith as all of us come together as one family of faith. Thank you in particular to the president and all the members of the Polish government who are with us here today, and all of you who celebrate your heritage. To those of you of the next generation, those of us who are the children and grandchildren of immigrants, don't lose it. Don't lose your tradition and identity. You will lose yourself. This is a great gift given to us. Cherish it and pass it on to the next generation. It's what made America great, and it's the, really the true 
the only way that we will continue to be this wonderful country whom we are. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordiae, Vita tu cielo, et spes nostra salve. Ad hec amamus, ex unes filieve, ad te suspiramus, gementes et plentes, Please join in singing our recessional hymn, number 661 in the hymnal, O God, Our Help in Ages Past. <laughs> 